Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we'll explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron with the bands and musicians we appreciate. I'm glad you're here, so stick around. We have got some exploring. So you already know from the episode title some of the folks we'll be talking about, but here's the whole rundown of everyone we'll cover this episode. Tim Briggs, a.k.a. Folk Hymnal, Jeff Anderson, Brandon Bettis, Ghost Ship, and Death Therapy. And if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Tim Briggs is a community groups pastor at his church in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he's been attending for the last 10 years and serving for the last five. He's an adequate guitarist and sings like a normal person. To hear him say it, there's a reason he's not the worship leader, but he's also a songwriter and he's been writing songs for years. And last year, he pulled together a crew of gifted musicians and singers to put out five of his songs as a Christmas EP titled Incarnation Songs under the collective name Folk Hymnal. The style is kind of folky, and even if they're not technically all hymns, he's definitely going for more theologically rich songs. He ran a Kickstarter campaign for the Christmas EP last summer, but the campaign fell between episodes of this show, so I wasn't able to cover it. The EP came out last November, and it's great. Tim was a guest on some great podcasts when the EP released, including Art and Faith Conversations with Libby John, Voices in My Head with Rick Lee James, and The Green Room Door with Dave Trout right here on UTR Media. If you want to hear more about him and his background in music, or how the group came together, or more information about that first EP, you should absolutely check out the links in the show notes to listen to those episodes. But I wanted to give you that brief background in case you didn't know about Folk Hymnal before I tell you more about this new campaign. But instead of me telling you about it, I thought maybe Tim could tell us about it. So welcome, Tim Briggs from Folk Hymnal. Well, thanks for having me. It's a privilege uh, just to be on the show and and talk about my little project as a normal person uh, making music. So thanks for that intro. Uh, Yes, we we are launching, uh, we're in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign right now uh, to fund two new EPs from Folk Hymnal. One would be called Incarnation Songs Volume 2, so a follow-up. Uh, as you might imagine, with some more Christmas music. And then, uh, Lord willing, a EP in the spring of 2020 that is loosely, tentatively titled Good News Songs. And so we're on this uh, vulnerable, scary, terrifying adventure of uh, making people aware of our music and asking people to support it. And so um, we're in the midst of that, and it's a, it's a ton of fun, uh, but also scary at the same time. And then you've also got a couple of Easter singles that you've kind of slipped out in the middle of all that as well? Yeah, so when we did our first Kickstarter last year, we were lucky enough to raise a little bit of extra money, um, which is always great. And so we started to talk through, what are we going to do with this money? And so we said, hey, let's make some more music. So we recorded and released uh, two songs right before Easter of this year and released those as singles, and it went great. In fact, the the first uh, single we released is actually our most popular song on Spotify uh, right now, and so it was fun to uh, have a follow-up uh, to Incarnation Songs and and to fill in the gap of time with uh, some more music, and, and Lord willing, we'll have some more music coming 
later this fall, right before Christmas. Who's helping out with you this time on the artist side? I know Taylor Linhart had helped out with the first EP. Who, who do you have on uh, on this one? Yeah, so um, kind of going back to your intro a little bit, I, I write these songs, uh, You Don't Want Me Singing. Like I say, I have a face for radio and a voice for the shower, so I'm not the guy you want singing these songs. But it's great because it forces me to collaborate and work with other people. And so I have friends and people I meet who are great musicians. And so a lot of the same crew that helped out with Incarnation songs are helping out uh, with these next two EPs. And so those folks would be Nathan Story, who is a singer-songwriter in Huntersville, North Carolina. We have Kelly Graham, who's a singer-songwriter, worship leader in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we have Stuart Fenters, who works with me at my church and who's a wonderful uh, worship pastor who just released uh, his first EP. Uh, and so it's fun to have him again. And then uh, this year, uh, we're going to have Stacy Lance, who is uh, formerly of Nashville, now in um, Hilton Head, South Carolina. She's a singer-songwriter who's released uh, some of her own music and is now a, a worship leader. And so we have a great crew of folks who uh, I, I think highly of them. I'm biased because they're my friends, but I think highly of them. They're great people, uh, but they're great musicians who are a great instrumentalist and have wonderful voices. And so I'm, I'm glad to have them along for the ride. Yeah, wow, that's a great collection of folks. Now, the first EP... Um, that was digital only, right? But this is a chance to get that on CD with, with the new one? The first EP we did do digital, but for the Kickstarter supporters, we also did uh, physical CDs. And um, it, with this Kickstarter, too, there are options uh, for those physical CDs, but certainly it's going to be available in anywhere that you would listen to music, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of the rest of them. So uh, it's going to be available everywhere. When when were you thinking that the the Incarnation songs would release and then the Good News songs? Tentatively, the Incarnation songs Volume 2 would probably release right around Thanksgiving, just like we did last year with the first EP. And then the second uh, EP, Good News songs, would probably, this is very loose, but spring 2020. So it's a okay. big, uh, big gap there, but at some point early next year, we'd love to get those out. Now, is there a theme to... Good new songs. The name kind of makes me think that you've got a concept in mind already. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who you know, writes music for the church and particularly for music for people to sing. So um, it's going to be congregational music. It's going to be worship music, something that you could sing along uh, with your church, but specifically really just focused in on the good news of, of the gospel, uh, the Christian message, the work uh, of Jesus. And hopefully it's done in a uh, artful and tasteful way, but also in a way that really illustrates the good news of the gospel. So tell me a little bit about the printed hymnal, because this is something unique that I've seen on your campaign. You've got the actual printed songs, but what's what's in that? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the name of our, our collective is Folk Hymnal. And when we came up with that name, I was trying to come up with a name that was descriptive, something that you would see it and hear it, and you'd have a really good sense of what that music is all about. And so we wanted to write theologically rich music in an attractive and accessible way. And we we put these two words together, folk being, uh, it's it's acoustic, it's grassroots, it's communal. Uh, obviously, it, it that connotates a certain genre in our culture as well, but then also hymnal in the sense that it's it's church music, it's rich music. And so uh, the folk hymnal is actually going to be all of our songs to date, um, sheet music of all of that music put into a book. It won't look like a, a hardcover traditional hymnal per se. It'll probably look more a, a bit more like a piano uh, book that you would get, but the, the sheet music of all of those songs 
and it's just fun to to say, hey, folk hymnal is putting out a hymnal, <laughs> and so we thought that would be a great reward for the Kickstarter campaign. That's really cool. So, what's your total goal for this campaign? Yeah, the total goal is sixty five hundred dollars. Uh, the first campaign we did last year, I think, was I think our goal was around three thousand. I can't remember the exact amount, and we did a little bit more than that last year. So this is more than double. Uh, and as Garrett and I were t- chatting earlier, this is it's terrifying <laughs> to say that number. I know for for some people that number is really low. Maybe for some other people it's really high for us. Uh, just kind of starting out and uh, knowing our fans and our reach. It's a scary number, but it's something we, we think uh, we can do. And so uh, we launched uh, recently, and we're a couple days into the campaign. I'm not sure when this is going to come out fully, but uh, we'd love any help. Uh, any folks out there who want to help some theologically rich music come to life and, and hear some talented uh, songwriters and vocalists sing, we, we would love your help on this, on this journey. I know it's a little early to be asking, but have you thought of any stretch goals? If you hit if you hit it, I know with the first campaign, it was let's use this for a couple extra songs. Have you thought about what you'd do if you like greatly exceed? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> you have to understand, I'm a bit more of a pessimist. I'm like, let's just, Lord, can I just meet this goal, <laughs> first of all? But to answer your question, yes. Um, I think if we ended up raising more than what we needed, we would probably do the same thing we did last year and actually just release more music, either on those EPs themselves or future singles uh, in the future. One of the things I've realized as a songwriter and now uh, someone who's, I guess, producing and you know, leading a collective, you know, a band, essentially, I love every part of this process, uh, writing, uh, mixing, producing, distributing. I love everything. The only thing I don't like is the weight. <laughs> and so I have a number of songs I've written from the past couple of years that are just sitting there waiting for an EP or a project in the future to come about. So if we raised uh, more money than what we have targeted, I would love to just say, hey, can we can we release another song or two or three uh, singles in the future um, just to get these songs out into the world? Very cool. When does this particular campaign close? What's, what's their deadline? Yes, I think um, if I'm doing my math correctly, it'll be at the very end of June. Uh, so it's at June 30th, I think, is the last day. It's the wee early early hours, uh, Sunday morning, June 30th, it's 4.22 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's going to close. So it's going to be, so be sure to get in. And earlier is better, if nothing else, just for the momentum of the campaign. What are you most excited about with this campaign? Yeah, you know, uh, as I said earlier, just having these songs kind of stored away for the past two or three years and the excitement of just helping these things come to life. You know, part of the the fun part of us being a songwriter is you, you write these songs and you enjoy them, but then you have to wait, but you, you, you're picturing them and you're visioning, um, envisioning how they will sound, you know, with a full band and, and full production. So uh, that whole process of, of having a, a simple song, you know, it's just recorded as a voice memo on your phone and then uh, taking that to a, a finished products, and so that that whole process of of making something come to life, which is exciting, uh, it's it's amazing. It's also terrifying. Anyone who's ever done something creatively and released it into the world, it is a vulnerable process because so much of yourself is in is in this product, right? And so, in a way, you're you're making something, and then you're saying, "World, come look, come come listen to this." And it's like you're bearing your soul <laughs> in a way to, to the broader world. So it's it's so much fun. 
Uh, it's also uh, terrifying too, but that's part of what makes it great is that it's it's a little bit scary as well. I know this isn't your day job, and that probably helps with the pressure, um, but I've heard you refer to it as a hobby. And yeah. I'm going to suggest that maybe you change your vocabulary a little and <laughs> refer to it as a passion project instead. Yeah. Because a hobby sounds a little too casual for what you've been doing. As a fan and a super backer of like a lot of campaigns, I've got to say you have been doing great things with this campaign. You let your fan base know ahead of time that it was coming a while ago. And then you let folks know like the super dedicated full you know followers uh, get a sneak peek at the draft version before it launched just to make sure that everything made sense and looked good. And it's exciting to see more thoughtful, considerate, theologically rich songs enter the world. And I'm just glad you found a crew of people around you to kind of help bring these to life. It seems like more than just a, a hobby, um, if that, that makes sense. Hobby seems a little too casual for for what this this looks like. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I I will I will take your advice. I will refer to it as a passion project. I think that one of the reasons I say it's a hobby is because going through this process has actually given me so much more admiration and respect for full-time uh, vocational artists just realizing first how much work it is to put together an album. I know for me last year, I think the whole calendar year of 2018, every single week, I was doing something uh, toward releasing a four-song EP. <laughs> and so it made me just respect how much work uh, vocational artists put into their craft, but then just how hard it is, how hard it is to to market, distribute, uh, make money. Uh, and so it's given me a whole new respect of uh, really just what you guys do with Good Patron, just wanting to support music. And it makes me want to support more and more music because I realize how hard it is and I want to be an advocate. I want to be um, a patron uh, of the arts. I want to support uh, music going into the world. So saying it's a hobby is just kind of a way of saying, like, I, I'm not doing this full time. My, my livelihood doesn't uh, rely upon this, but I really do enjoy it. Uh, it right now, it's, it's the place for me to spend my, creativity, my creative energy. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. So now the campaign video has some live snippets of some of the songs, mm -hmm. and I'm going to want to play a clip or two for the podcast listeners so they've got a taste. I mean, I know they can go back and listen to Incarnation Songs Volume 1, but before they even hit the campaign page, uh, which song or two would you recommend that I play a clip from, either of old older stuff from the first project or uh, if you've got a sneak peek clip of a, of a new song? Yeah, you're. It's like you're asking like uh, a dad to choose his favorite child right now. It's it's a really that's a hard choice. What I will say, so I, I'm going to choose some of my favorites. So, of uh, the Incarnation uh, Songs Volume One, what we released last year, "Oh for Joy," which is the first track on that EP, would be uh, I think a good representation of the type of music that you're going to hear from Full Kimnal. Okay. Receive him this 
And then uh, for what's, what we're going to release, I think on the Incarnation Songs Volume 2, I'm going to say uh, Save My Soul will be a good song, which Stacey Lance uh, sings. I'm sorry, that's on Good News Songs. I take that back. That's Good News Songs EP, Save My Soul. And here's a basic iPhone recording of the song Save My Soul. In my shame and my despair When my soul had been laid bare I cried out Where's my rescue Oh my Lord In my fault And in my prayer It was you Who met me there You cried out It is finished Be And then Incarnation Songs, Volume 2. Uh, I'm going to say a song called You're Ready, um, which is kind of more of a somber uh, Advent sort of song. Oh, cool. uh, if, if folks are familiar with uh, the church calendar and kind of the Christian practice of Advent, Advent is uh, a time of, of longing and looking forward to the coming of Christ. And while there is excitement and rejoicing in that fact, there's also a sense in, of hardness and waiting and difficulty. And I think on the Incarnation Songs Volume 2, there's a little bit more of that of that feeling of, yes, yeah, something good is coming in the Christmas story and will come again. Uh, but also we we wait in expectancy and sometimes that waiting is, is hard. And so I think that would be a good song uh, for folks to listen to. And here's just an iPhone recording of the song, You're Ready. If great are your sorrows, in loud your laments, if you're poor and needy, and your soul is spent, oh, you're ready, you're ready. Very cool. Now, folks can head over to the Kickstarter and search for Folk Hymnal to check out the campaign. Once they've backed it, what are some other ways they can help? I would love for you uh, to share it. I mean, so much of this process is just awareness of the fact that Folk Hymnal exists and we're putting out music. And so uh, if you could share it on social media, you you could talk about it with friends, that'd be amazing. If you want to follow along, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a newsletter uh, email list that you can subscribe to at fullkimnal.com. So we'd love to just be in touch and, and shoot you some music and updates uh, in the future. But th- those are just some simple ways that you can help along the way is just uh, join along on the conversation. And, and I'd love to connect with you on social media. And on Twitter, it is at fullkimnal. So that's yes. going to be easy to find. Yes. Well, thank you, Tim. It was great to hear about this new project, especially directly from you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. This was great. I'm excited about what you're doing. There you have it, folks. Thoughtful, theologically rich music by the music collective Folk Hymnal. So head over to Kickstarter, but do it fast. This campaign does close in the wee hours of Sunday morning, June 30th. (laughs) 
So what one tip do I have for you on how to become a good patron? Help artists make connections. I'm serious. Back in the day, if an artist was picked up by a label, there was a whole crew around them to help them make things happen. There was an art department, a talent development person, a booking agent to put together tours, a promotions department, and when an album was recorded, there was often a producer and an actual engineer in a studio, and then once the album came out, there was a sales team to get it in the stores, an advertising department to make sure ads ran in magazines, a PR department to make them work, the talk show circuit or the radio circuit, a promotions department that would bribe radio stations to overplay the singles, and an accounting department to make sure that the label keeps the profits and the artist has to make another album to break even. But nowadays, the artist is doing much of that themselves. Even if they make the album with a real producer in a real studio with an engineer, a lot of the other work still falls on them. Some of the artists are gifted in these areas and some are not. And even the ones who are gifted know when they can use some help and they ask their fans. And when they do, you should step up and help them make connections. I was reminded of this a few weeks ago when an artist we covered back in episode 16 put out a call. Jen Miller from the Jen Miller Music Collective posted that one way you could support an indie artist is to help them connect with people, groups, or businesses in your personal circles that might love their message or music. In her case, she suggested small groups or online groups focused on postpartum support. She also mentioned churches that might want to host concerts, writers, editors, bloggers, and podcasters that might be looking for fresh content. I immediately thought of the Coffees and Crumbs podcast and messaged them on Facebook to let them know about her campaign when it was still active, and then I reminded them about her a little bit later. Now, I don't know if they ever made a connection or not, but I feel like they'd be a good fit, and hopefully they can collaborate on something in the future. And right after that, I saw friend of the podcast, Nick Flora, ask his followers for suggestions on what artists or bands are touring where he might be a good fit as an opener. And then the Grey Havens posted a schedule of tour dates and cities and asked fans if they could either hook them up with a house show host or a venue in those cities. If an artist is upfront enough to ask for help with something like any of this, my good patron challenge to you is that you step up and help them make connections. If something like this comes up and you help somebody make a connection, I would love to hear about it. Tweet about it and mention at GoodPatron so I'm sure to see it. Or drop me an email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. Now stick around to find out about some very practical opportunities you have to help some specific artist with some active campaigns right after this quick break. This is UTR's Gourmet Music News Break with Dave Trout. Centricity recording artist Jason Gray had a busy spring with a month-long solo acoustic storytime tour, a radio promo tour, the launch of his first new single, I'm Gonna Let It Go, all gearing up for the release of his sixth studio album coming this August. Speaking of new albums, buckle in for a lot of new gourmet music coming your way in summer and fall, including Dragons, the new album by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, Spirit is the first album in six years by Jeremy Casella, Griffin House will be releasing Rising Star in June, 
Joel Ann Set will be releasing a full-length album in late August or early September. Plus, new albums by Kevin Max, The Brilliants, Jordan Whitmore, Andy Squires, Cindy Morgan, Jesse McNeil, and even Andrew Peterson will be releasing a reimagined version of Behold the Lamb of God this fall. Summer is a great time for outdoor Christian music festivals, and if you're looking for something that isn't your typical K-Love-style CCM event, here's a few to consider. Joshua Fest is in Quincy, California in late June, Audio Feed is in Central Illinois in early July, and Soul Fest in New Hampshire is in early August, which has some big names, but a bunch of UTR-style artists as well. This has been UTR's Gourmet Music News Break. Find more indie music news at utrmedia.org. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. On this show, I cover all the campaigns that are active right now that I think merit your attention. But if something comes out between episodes, you might not hear about it on the show. Perfect example is Zach Winters. He launched his campaign right after episode 16 released, and it just ended right before 17 was recorded. But if you followed the show on Twitter, at Good Patron, you would have seen when I was tweeting about it. Or if you were in the Facebook group, Crowdfunding Christian Music, you would have seen it. So be sure to jump in, either on Twitter or Facebook, and follow the show so you can be sure to find out about the campaigns as we share it, even if it happens between episodes. And... If you want to follow up on any of these campaigns I'm about to share with you, we've got the links for all of these campaigns in the show notes. Former Goatee recording artist Jeff Anderson launched an Indiegogo campaign for a new full-length album to be titled All Things New. He has been writing these songs over the past couple years as he's been traveling the country leading worship. His previous albums run the gamut of styles. Here are a couple short clips to just give you an idea of his wide variety of music. First up is a clip of his adaptation of the hymn, Give Me Jesus. In the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. And then here is a clip of his song, The Weight of the World. Jesus, your love, it captivates my soul. Never again can I demand control. And then here is a clip of his song, Live Out Loud. That is quite a variety of styles. Now, $10 gets you the digital version of this album, All Things New, $20 for the CD, $30 for digital copies of his entire discography, and there's more. So head over to Indiegogo 
and search for Jeff Anderson. That's Jeff with a J. This campaign closes July 7th. Brandon Bettis is a songwriter that studied music and worship arts for two years under Brian Dorkson, and now he's ready to record a full-length album. So he's launching a Kickstarter to buy gear for a home studio for the recording. This is for a worship album tentatively titled Victory. He doesn't have a digital-only level, but $20 gets you the signed copy of the CD with a handwritten thank you note. And here is a clip of his track Fool's Gold off his EP from 2016. Essentially, it was his class project with a full band, so you've got an idea of what his songs sound like. Go mining down the river, don't got much more to go. They say what you reap is what you surely sow. But I've been gone for so long, still haven't got my fine. My labor's got me nothing No, the river's not been kind Go mining down the river Now, the new project won't sound quite the same since he's going to be doing all the music himself and not have the full band behind him, but head over to Kickstarter and search for Brandon Bettis. That's B-R-A-N-D-Y-N-B-E-T-T-I-S. This campaign closes... Thursday, July 25th. Modern worship band Ghost Ship have launched a pre-order campaign for their upcoming album titled To The End, coming out August 9th. The CD is $10, vinyl is $20, and there are shirts and hoodies available too. Here's a clip of their new single, Never Gave Up, featuring Liz Weiss. Again, the album comes out August 19th, so if you want to grab the CD or vinyl as the pre-order, head over to ghostshipmusic.com. And I want to thank Stephen in the Crowdfunding Christian Music Facebook group for letting me know that Jason Wisdom from the band Death Therapy launched a GoFundMe campaign for their motorhome for summer touring. If you're a fan of the band, see if you can help them out. They're looking to do some repairs before they get on the road. And I want to say thank you to a few folks for letting me be a part of what they are doing. John J. Thompson runs TrueTunes.com, and you ought to head over there and check it out. If you're on Facebook, like the TrueTunes page so you stay up to date. He ran a three-part series on crowdfunding and patronage, and he included me in a couple of those articles, along with some amazing artists. And I had a great conversation with Professor Allen over at the podcast Dorkness to Light, where we went down memory lane and talked about a Canadian Christian New Wave album from 1986 from the band Just Us. It was a blast. Thank you, Alan. And I've got a bit of a sneak peek for you on a couple campaigns. Now, I don't have specific details yet, but I did hear 
that Terry Taylor will likely launch a crowdfunding campaign for a new project, and that there will likely be a campaign to put out some old Mike Knott music from his days in Bombay Babies. You can trust that I will be sure to let you know about both of these as soon as details go public. I really hope that some of these campaigns have connected with you and that you will follow up and check them out. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign, you can contact me via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, or pop into the crowdfunding Christian music group on Facebook and share it with us. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope that I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next episode, remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved. Good Patron Podcast is a production of Garrett Godfrey and is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Chicago, Illinois, and online at utrmedia.org.